Welcome everyone to this episode of Manufacturing Talk Radio. My name's Tim Grady. I'm here with host Lou Weiss, who's the founder of Manufacturing Talk Radio. He's also the president of All Metals and Forge Group. And joining us today is Anthony Nieves, who is the committee chair for the Institute for Supply Management's Purchasing Managers Index Report, the composite index that talks about services. So, Anthony, how's the services sector doing? Well, it depends on who you ask. Some will say <laughs> it's still, you know, growing incrementally here. We're, you know, 50.3 on the composite index uh, versus the 51.9 last month. And some folks will say, hey, the sky is falling. It's pulled back some. The economy's slowing. And that is we're still growing month over month, albeit not as fast as we've had in previous months, but it's still growing. And we look at what comprises this composite index, the four indexes, new orders, employment, supplier deliveries, business activity. Uh, they've all had some pullback. The two uh, biggest contributors to this composite index uh, slowing month over month is the fact that employment hit contraction and 49.2, and supplier deliveries at 47.7. I will point out that we know that capacity and logistics improvements have contributed to the supplier deliveries being faster, as well as the reduction in backlog orders. But employment is a different story. It's a mixed bag out there. We know that certain industries are adding positions. Some aren't backfilling positions because of some uncertainty they might be experiencing in the economic conditions. But overall, when you look at it in totality, uh, the picture for the services sector is still uh, showing growth on a continued basis. And so what are your respondents saying? We're always curious what the respondents are kind of sensing out there in the marketplace. Uh, it's important for our listeners to know what are the to this report feeling? Well, I, I'm, there's, if you look at all the different comments that are in this report that we extrapolate from the various industries and the one that's, uh, this is a succinct, uh, succinct comment came from Wholesale Trade. Supply is plentiful, freight is moving quickly and costs are coming down. This is a 180 degree change from a year ago. Also, sales demand is down. But when you look at that comment, again, it's brief. It's not as long as some of the others we have in the report. But as I mentioned, it does capture or encapsulates what's actually going on out there. We know that the supply chain has had major improvements over the past several months compared to where we were a year ago, for sure. And that demand is waning because we had all that pent up demand that we came out of the gate with. People were focused on continuity of supply, the supply and demand to where the demand was so much stronger or greater than the supply that pricing was driven higher because of that. So now we're starting to see, as you look at the report, prices are moderating, still growing month over month, but not at the extreme rate of growth that we had seen in the past, up in that 80 percentile range for the index. And now we're down on prices. When you look at prices at 56.2, that's down 3.4 percentage points month over month from the uh, 59.6. So things are you know, still on an even keel here. There's still some stabilization that we're seeing uh, not only in prices, but overall in general. So I'll take growth month over month 
not to sound like the consummate optimist, but growth is growth. And month over month growth, I'll take it. Anything above 50 works for me. I'll even take 49.5 because I'm not sure it's contracting. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, is there ever a point where the manufacturing report on business and the services report on business are roughly running the same numbers? In my observation over the last many months with you guys, they seem to be four or five point, points apart, generally with services above manufacturing. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it really, if you think about it, it's, it's two different sectors, completely different sectors. Now, granted, the manufacturing side, our supplier providers to services industries, but overall you're dealing with tangible goods, production, output, uh, things that are more defined than what you see in the eclectic nature of the services industry, where some of these companies, like the biggest contributor is real estate rental and leasing is, is huge, right? And then you can move into management of companies and support services, healthcare and social assistance, the the deliverables from some of the industry uh, sector uh, from this sector some of the industries is nothing but services and the biggest largest single variable expense in service industries is labor right it's more about labor it's more about service it's less reliant on tangible goods in this sector there is the utilization of tangible goods all across the board but when you get outside of retail and some of the other consumer uh, aligned type industries, you don't see as much on the tangible goods side. Maybe the movement of it, like wholesale trade or transportation. We watched uh, the employment number come out and it was very strong, surprising, I think all of the prognosticators who didn't think it would be that strong. Most of that is absorbed in the services sector, is that right? Yes. And when you look at the various um, industries in the services sector, even though the index reflects contraction, 49.2, and, and I'll explain that what we're measuring is change month over month. So they could be still adding jobs every single month, just less jobs than they were the month before. And we're measuring in totality across those 18 industries. We had nine industries that reflected an increase in jobs. We had seven that reflected a decrease in jobs and two unchanged out of those 18 industries. And it's measuring again in total, in totality. Keep in mind, unemployment figure did go up from that jobs report, it went to 3.7. So, and then look at certain industries like the leading industry in services for adding jobs this past month, the month of May was accommodation and food services. And they're still struggling to find workers. You know, it's a tedious, industry, tough industry, doesn't pay as well as some other industries. And yet, you know, they're still trying to add. There's other industries, and this is coming directly from the respondent comments where they say, hey, we're gonna hold on a little bit. We don't know the direction of the economy. We're softening a little bit here, a little bit of a slowdown as far as rate of growth. So let's hold on since I mentioned earlier about that variable expense being labor for the services. I'm looking at also the uh, increase in the unemployment number from 3.4 to 3.7, which I find a little unusual. I guess it's all how good the government does its math. 
Yes, well. <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't me. Yeah. I didn't say anything. <laughs> we we just we just pick on the government as a whole, uh, not any particular political party. So, so Anthony, how are the supply chain managers feeling at this point? They they seem to have gotten all the wrinkles and kinks out of the system. Uh, are they still in that mode of how do we improve from here, or are they comfortable? Well. They need to improve because if you look at the inventories index at 58.3, up 11.1 percentage points, uh, they're still trying to find that right, that right size for in. And part of what's contributing to that is not just the faster deliveries and the reduction in backlog. Think about this. I mentioned that we had this challenge with continuity of supply. So these supply managers were increasing order frequency, order quantity. And so there are certain commodities that are in inventory that are just overstocked. And that's outside of the PPE. If you talk to some of the folks in transportation and warehousing, they will tell you that there's some retail stock out there that's sitting in warehouses that they don't know how long it's going to take to burn that off. And again, you know, we're still measuring that inventory uh, change month over month. So there's an increase there. I think that with cycle time being what it is, uh, we might see this you know, starting to stay hovering around that mid-15 range going forward. Again, uh, uh, this is another strong report. It's not up in the rarefied air of the 60s, but there's nothing particularly alarming in this report unless you uh, want to bring something up, Anthony, that you were concerned about. Well, I think we have to, I always say, let's see what a trend makes, right? And a trend is going to be at least three months here. So we have to, you know, look at uh, things uh, going forward. I go back to the semi-annual forecast where our told us that growth would be slower and that we would see uh, they weren't indicating any signs of a recession, but time will tell in that respect. And I think that one of the things we've had to really look at is that our normal historical trends have not been evident, right? Because coming, going into the pandemic, through the pandemic, coming out of the pandemic, nothing has been the norm. It's been very much different from what we've seen in the past. In the past, we knew that the services sector would start to slow down in the summer months and then pick up again in the fall and have that transition going into the holiday season. Last year, we didn't have that at all. We just kept going gangbusters because of all the pent up demand. So, you know, we were so high and we're, that baseline changes each month. So we're going to have to wait and see what, what evolves here. Manufacturing is another one. And, and Lou knows this better than anybody, but manufacturing always had slowed down in the summer months as they looked at holidays and some plant closures. And there was also capital improvements, plant improvements, revitalization going on at that particular point in time. And uh, so we'll have to, I think, you know, right now the consumers are spending less on tangible goods and more on experiences at this juncture. So uh, again, let's see what June brings in July, and hopefully we stay on this uh, path of uh, you know sustainable growth. Uh, to your point about manufacturing and uh, the, the summer months, uh, last summer uh, excluded from that because there was a, a huge amount of pent up uh, purchasing and new orders uh, during June, July, and August was um, very much unlike 
normal past summers. Uh, this this year, you know, June, July, August, you're right, who knows what's going to happen. Uh, things have been, uh, on the manufacturing side, things have been, you know, really uh, sort of tightening and, uh, you know, below that 50 mark. Uh, but yet, uh, you know, people are having a hard time getting employees. They don't want to lay off employees because it was too hard to get them in the first place. And I'm assuming that on the services side, it's not too dissimilar. No, very much so. Uh, it's very similar. And I, I appreciate that, Lou. You make me sound like I almost know a little bit about manufacturing. <laughs> maybe, maybe you're going to wind up doing both reports. If, oh, if we did that one month, it was a little scary for me. <laughs> I think that's back when Brad Brad went on his honeymoon and Tim was transitioning to take over the chair. And then I was I, I even tried to pull some people out of retirement to do the report that month, and I wound up having to do it. Yeah, you just wung it. Yeah, I was thinking, well, it's not a it's not a sector I ever worked in. You know, it's been strictly strictly services my whole entire adult life. So. Um, never even came close to manufacturing. Yet, you know, I will say not to go off on a tangent, but doing enough job task analysis and uh, my involvement with ISM over the years and all this certification process that you go through and all that you, and accreditation, everything else, you have to understand those fundamentals and concepts of that. And to bring it all home, when ISM back in 1990 went through this job task analysis and looked at the commonality between all industries in both sectors, and they all had common things going on. It was the only difference was in the acquisition of real estate. Everything else was similar from how you do a bid process to the manufacturer resources planning. You can take all, apply it to any of the services industries. Most notably, I come from accommodation and food services. When I would teach people about component explosion, I say, look at it as like a bill of materials is nothing different than a recipe in a kitchen or a restaurant. And if you have common menu items and component explosion across the board, when you're managing your inventories and your order quantities, it's all about that same thing, capacity requirements planning. So you see the correlation there. Yeah, business is business. And there's right. certain commonality within that regard, business is business. And you have, uh, you might call them by different names, but you still have the same issues. You've got employment issues. You've got, uh, uh, you've got inventory issues. You've got logistics issues. You have all the same stuff. So to your point, I agree. Even your issues have issues. This is true. <laughs> Anthony, you mentioned at the top of the show, I asked how a service is doing, and you said depends on what sector you're in. What sectors are strong and what sectors are not as strong? Well, you know, it's it's kind of where we're still seeing like accommodation and food services is doing well. Um, let me get to the list here so I can look at it from even from a business activity standpoint. So you got accommodation and food services, management of companies and support services, retail trade, uh, construction, mostly on the uh, commercial side versus the residential side. And uh, when you look at the, uh, you know, and that's on, that's on the business activity side, I said, right? When you look at the composite index, right? Looking at the lead there, let me turn that over. 
And we have, uh, for those industries, let's see, here we go. You have, again, same, similar, combination in food services, management of companies and sports services, professional, scientific, and technical services, utilities, and retail trade. So they're both similar, both in the uh, business activity as well as the uh, uh, composite index, looking at it from, and I won't use that acronym. I don't want this uh, show to have any challenges. I almost <laughs> used it, and I caught myself. <laughs> well, it's interesting that commercial construction is doing well, yet commercial rental and leasing looks like it's headed for trouble. Well, commercial real estate has been in trouble, especially on the leasing side. And, and I think we might see that shift down the road, not anytime soon, because as people started working more remotely and offices started getting downsized, right? That's what we had seen some availability in, in the uh, commercial space. But now there's been this push about people getting back to work in the physical location. Uh, there's been pushback on it, but time will tell how that evolves. No doubt. Blue? Pushback is actually a kind word. <laughs> How about uh, mutiny? How about yeah. uh, things related to mutiny? How about uh, we're not coming back? You're dragging and kicking and screaming. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, no, I, I think that this is going to be the new norm, a certain percentage of uh, the work environment is going to continue to be remote. Yes. And, yes. and by the way, I might add that it, it, from a, a, my standpoint, from All Metals and Forge, which is my my primary uh, business, um, I have found that our employees are they're putting in more hours. Uh, they're working till 10, 11 o'clock at night. They're waking up at seven in the morning. Um, they're doing a really a great job, and uh, I can only uh, compliment them. Uh, but when it comes to, so how would you like to come back? And who, who are you talking to? You know, talking to me. <laughs> that's not something they want to do. I can tell okay. you, yeah, out productivity it does does improve, especially if you factor in where you guys are over there with a commute factor, right? I know that when I work remotely, I am two hours more productive. It's less time I'm spending on the road, going to right. and from the office. Right. I'm not one of those remote type guys. Yeah, I never was in the past. I found that I acclimated to it during the pandemic. I know that I could get up, like you said, hit the ground running at six in the morning and not worry about whether or not I shaved, you know, or if I... You know, I didn't have to worry about jumping in my car and fighting traffic. And uh, so that by the time I did get around to a shower and a shave, I already put four hours in. And then uh, you don't put it down at the end of the day either because you're staying connected the whole time. Well, I've given up worrying about shaving. Um, I would Long never time. know. I would never know. I don't even bother with haircuts anymore. <laughs> that, that confuses me too. <laughs> so Anthony, what are the watch words or the watch points in the services sector? I mean, it's doing well at the moment, but it is down a bit from where it was. What should we be looking for? What should our listeners be watching for? Well, hopefully where we are employment wise, as well as uh, the Fed staving off inflation, 
let's see where the rates go and how it impacts. I think once we stimulate that real estate market again, uh, that's going to help us uh, tremendously as far as the overall economy, because things feed off of that as well, right? It, it impacts so many different areas. Well, all these industries are interrelated. So I think, uh, again, from what we're seeing from the respondent comments is that, uh, and I read something earlier today, it was very interesting, that the comments from the respondents are actually a little bit more positive of a picture than when you just look at the straight indexes. And that's because of the way some of the indexes have pulled down the composite. And overall, let's see you know, where we go in the next few months. Keeping an eye on manufacturing as well. You know, They're the bellwether. Uh, I'd like to see manufacturing side be stronger than where it is right now. Uh, but overall, I think that the economy is still on steady ground. And let's see where it goes uh, moving forward. Hopefully, we stay above that 50 baseline in the next few months. Well, it's interesting that the two-year and the 10-year uh, Treasury bond inversion still exists. That's been an indicator in the past as one of our economist friends would remind us of the last 13 of the three recessions we've had. So it's not always reliable, but we'll see yeah. whether this one plays out. So far, it seems to have been a soft landing. Uh, that just means we buzz along uh, at you know 1% growth, which is what I think they expect for 2023. And we don't yet know what kind of growth we'll get for 2024. And I think that if we did hit some period of a recession here, uh, based on things that are in place right now, it wouldn't be a long drawn out, wouldn't be a deep and long tranche. Uh, it would be something that I think that uh, would eventually come out from uh, relatively quickly if it did get to that point. I'm not saying it will. I think right now indications are looking at the new orders index, even though it pulled back to the 52.9, it's still showing that there's stuff in the pipeline. And that I think moving forward that, uh, you know, this, this uh, services sector is, you know, just going to come along and we just got so accustomed to such strong rate of growth in the past that it's a big letdown to many when they see that it's just this slow incremental growth at this juncture. Well, we, we appreciate you being on with us and giving us an update. And I know all of our viewers and listeners have been tuning in more frequently to these shows and we're seeing a real uptick. So once again, thanks for joining us, Anthony. Well, thank you for having me on the show. Always a pleasure, gentlemen, and look forward to next month. Thank you, Anthony, and we'll see you next month. All right. Take care, guys. All right. Take care. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.